And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, and totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, have you ever approached a challenge where you are just waiting for all the stars to be aligned perfectly. It sounds like a genius plan to have all our ducks lined up in a row. However, in the Christian faith, some moments and situations call for us to just go for it, whether we have everything together or not. That's where faith comes into play. Next, when we take notice of our inventory, we seek to be wise stewards. There's nothing wrong with that. Unless we trust our list more than we trust in the Lord. Our supplies may appear to be lacking, but God has a way of taking what we do have and making it produce or generate even more than it should. Hmm. And finally, parents lay up for the children. It does not necessitate that this principle is financial. That's more of an American perspective. Laying up for children is also being aware of opportunities that parents can provide. What's bad parenting? Using every opportunity for ourselves and not thinking of the well-being of our kids. That's stinking thinking. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities. And oy vey. So much more. How much more? Just how much more? How much much more? So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? You can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. You can also call us. What? You can call us? Yep. 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you might not hear an entire drum roll. But you'll get a chance to talk to Captain Chris, and then you will be... That's a pretty good one right there. I like that one. Uh, here's the bottom line. Any topic is open for conversation. 
Uh, we don't do much of the Kvetch Fest arena, and I'm going to probably talk about that today, why the show gears or steers towards more of a spiritual kingdom principle kind of mindset versus opening it up and letting it be wide open. Uh, I hope I can explain that uh, well when we get to that point. But in a nutshell, if you've got a thought, a comment, a question, or if you've got an opinion, if you've got a praise report or a prayer request, you got anything going on, we want you to reach out to us and to touch base with us. We also allow this for trivia. Whoa, trivia. Here's your trivia question, first of this hour of this half. <laughs> Who was Israel's first king? There you go. Who was Israel's first king? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. And then as well, you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Okay? So those are the ways to get in touch with us. A couple things I do want to cover that I think are pretty important. I want you guys to be able to check out the website. That is always an important element of what we're doing because any new information or additional information would be there at the website. That's number one. Number two, don't forget to pray for our finances. It's always just a good idea to be praying for our finances because we need financial help. Now we're gonna not gonna sit there and go, hey, Dave, if you uh, if you uh, if you get uh, if you uh, if you give, you know, do do we get millions of millions of dollars? No. You get a receipt, and that's you're lucky if I get that in the first 30 days of the year because I'm not exactly brilliant on that. So just kind of go with it. And then the other thing is I want you to be praying for the audience to have faith over fear. Faith over fear. Hmm, interesting. Thank you. Uh, who was Israel's first king? I'm going to give it, I'm going to say that Joanne and Cordelia were first, but then Eric came with the quickest correction. How about that? So he gets points for that. That's a good one. If you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770. Text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. I don't know. Have I covered I feel like I'm missing something important. Am I missing something important or is it just like really not that important? Do you know? Do we know? All right. We're having some tech difficulties, but we think we have workarounds for these, so we'll see how they go. In the meantime, I want to talk to you about the stars being aligned. That's just one of the classic things. Same thing just happened to Julianne and Jared. You know, well, we might have another kid, but when the stars align, okay, and then poof, God goes, yeah, okay, well, here's, here's another child. Okay, here's the thing. Mark chapter 6, verse 7 through 9. And he called the 12 and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He charged them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not put on two tunics. It's two changes of clothing. And he's like, okay, I'm going to send you out. They're like, okay. Let's get our website up. Let's get our donation process ready so people can help us through PayPal. We've got everything. We've got our envelopes. We're going to go around the neighborhood. We're going to have people give us an X amount of dollars per mile per house knocked on. We're ready. And Jesus goes, no, you're going with nothing. Bye. <laughs> 
see. And you would think, well, wait. Now, wait. Wait a second. Here's the thing he told them. They go out two by two. Seems to me like there's some reference there to the ark. Maybe. Maybe not. Of course, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. That would be the primary goal there. They're going to go out, and they're going to be defeating demons. So you're thinking anointing oil, printed Bibles, a whole bunch of people fasting and praying. Uh, Got to be stuff like this. And then Jesus says, take nothing. It's like, wait, 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 wait. Jesus, I think you're missing something. You see, we're supposed to have full preparation for everything we do. And there are times, let me tell you, the truth is there are times where God will put you through a great deal of preparation. And then there's these other times where he won't. And he just says, go. So David, in order to become king, he went through quite a bit of preparation, didn't he? As he was being prepared for the kingship, he went through the school of kings with God. That's a lot of preparation, right? But then again, you go back to Peter in the boat. And he's like, it's me, it's Jesus. And Peter's like, well, if that's you, then tell me I can come out. And Jesus is like, come out. (laughs) There's no preparation. There are times where things are before you that the Lord is telling you, don't take bread. Don't take a bag. Don't take money. Don't take underwear. Don't take anything in the sense of don't take these preparatory things because you're going on an airplane trip and you want to have your special little kit unless your stuff gets lost. And so you at least have something with you. He's like, don't do it. Just go for it. And some of you have a potential to get involved with ministry, get involved with your church, get involved with something. And you're like, (laughs) And that's where fear is greater than faith for you, and you have to reverse that. I'm not saying this to chastise anybody. I'm not saying this to rebuke anybody. I'm telling you that every once in a while, you just got to go, you know what? I'm going for it. I mean, you got to be like Jonathan was there, and he says, you know what? We're going to go up the wall. We're going to go fight those Philistines. I mean, it doesn't take God, to, whether he saves by men or, or few. Who cares? Let's go. Sometimes you just go with it, and you go for it. There's a great saying. I love this saying. I know it's not biblical, but it's wonderful. So at least embrace that. It says the way to spell faith is R-I-S-K. Risk. Take a shot. The Lord can say and will say no when he wants to. But he can also say yes. And you don't know if you don't try. So some of you are like, what's the word I'm looking for? Stuck in cement. And it's like, you know what? Try. One of the things that Noel and I have done, I think, pretty good, we're like, okay, let's go for it. Let's see what happens. We came out to Texas, same thing. We didn't have a job. We didn't have any money. We didn't even really have a place to live. We were going to go into a place we hadn't even been to and rent that place. We've been there now for four and a half years. I guess that worked out. The idea behind this is that sometimes you just go for it. Sometimes it's just goofy. But God likes goofy. I don't know if he likes Pluto. I know he likes Goofy. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is step out of the boat. Okay? Even if you sink, the Lord will be right there to make sure you don't drown. Okay? All right. Who was Israel's first king? Who was Israel's first king? The answer would be 
better call Saul, because that's the answer. Saul is the answer to the trivia question. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. There was a pastor. Now, I use that word with some reservation. Having been involved in uh, ministry and having the privilege of planting seven churches uh, throughout the United States and having three separate ordinations, I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who commit their lives into ministry. Uh, But whenever there's somebody on television or anywhere else that uh, is a nut job, then uh, I just call it like I see it. Okay, now that's what I call it. Call it like I see it. On the Sean Hannity show, uh, roughly about uh, two weeks ago, a reverend, so-called reverend Oliver White was on the show, and uh, Reverend Wright said this, and I'm going to repeat it because some of these things are just unbelievable. He said that Jesus was wrong about marriage. At least he didn't have the audacity to say he never said anything about marriage. He said Jesus was wrong about marriage and that marriage should be more than between a man and a woman. And then he proceeded to say this statement, ladies and gentlemen. He said this. Now, this isn't even the thing that's irritating. Then he proceeded to say this. If Jesus were alive today, he said, he would say, I didn't know it all. This is a man who's supposed to be representing Jesus Christ as a minister. This guy's no minister. And if you want to say, well, that's judging, I'll take that judgment all day long. All day long, I'll take that judgment, no matter what anybody says. Here's a guy that says two things. One, Jesus was wrong about marriage. Two, if Jesus were alive today, any person who proclaims or professes to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ and questions whether Jesus Christ is alive today or not is not a minister, but a false teacher. I don't care. I don't care if you like it. I don't care if you think that's mean. That's irrelevant. Facts are facts. And here's the thing that just overwhelms me. This overwhelms me, ladies and gentlemen. Any person who is in public office, now this goes with this, all three, three of these things go together. Any person who is in public office who changes their convictions about same-sex marriage because another family member has made a decision to go into the lifestyle of being gay or lesbian, any person who changes their convictions, their biblical Christian convictions, based on another family member changing their status uh, into a, a gay or lesbian lifestyle, and then that person then changes their Bible convictions to, uh, to accommodate their family member is not fit to be a Christian. That's right. I said it. If Jesus Welcome back the- to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. As we get ready for our next trivia question... Here we go. You want, want to, Do you still have the horn? Do they still have the horn sound? Play the horn sound. Okay. That's good. That's good. We still got that sound. Poor Captain Chris had a bunch of sounds go, where'd they go? Where'd they go? 
there they go. True or false, Mephibosheth was related to David. True or false, Mephibosheth was related to David. Is that true or is that false? Think about it first. Call in if you want to, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Any of those will work for you. You can call in, you can text, or you can email. In the meantime, I have still here in my hands very poor jokes. Is that right? <laughs> well, I didn't say anything else. I didn't pour, right? These are the best bad jokes you can come up with. Okay? All right. I got two of them. One of them is a joke, and then the other one's kind of a denominational thingy. I'm a biggie thingy. Okay. Eager to hire the young pastor just out of seminary, the elder of a small country church asked what kind of salary the candidate expected? I'd like to have $70,000, housing, full medical benefits, and a generous re retirement plan, said the pastor. The elder replied, well, how about a brand new BMW, too? You're kidding, said the pastor. I am, the elder said, but you started it. <laughs> Not bad, right? What do you think? Still have that one. That's good. All right. This is called denominational falling. Nobody's getting picked on in particular. Everybody leave it alone. When the Methodist, Methodist minister falls down the stairs, he picks himself up and says, that was an experience. How do I learn from it? When the Catholic priest falls down the stairs, he picks himself up and says, I must have done something really bad to deserve that. When the Presbyterian minister falls down the stair, he picks himself up and says, that was inevitable, but I'm glad it's over. And when the Lutheran minister falls down the stairs, he picks himself up and says, who pushed me? <laughs> see, you guys would see that's funny if you understood. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I can see where this is going. <laughs> I can see. You know how yesterday was just a, a, a amazing kind of I can see where it's going today. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, I'm going to do the teaching, and then uh, in the next segment, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about uh, the show. I'll give you a little bit more history about the show, something that uh, people have asked me many, many times about the show, which has to do with why we don't do politics. So I'm going to kind of talk about that from the heart, but not until the next segment. In the meantime, we will review again the trivia question, true or false, Mephibosheth was related to David. Mephibosheth was related to David. Is that true or is that false? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Okay? Okay. Right? Right. All right. All right. Okay, there we go. Hey, that's funny. Mark chapter 6, verse 35 through 38. When it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the hour is now late. Send them away to go into the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, You give them something to eat. 
But they said to him, shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out, they said they have five and two fish. Okay, well-known story about multiplication. Here's the here's some of the keys that we tend to miss on simple stories like this. It was growing late, and the disciples came to Jesus, and they were like, "Okay, we're out in the boonies, okay, and there's there's not a lot around here, so they need to go to the countryside." That's how far out there. They're so far out that they have to go to the countryside, not towards the city. I think towards the countryside, and just uh, tell them to go to the villages and tell them to buy something to eat, or they're all going to be really hungry. Okay, it's nice that they were concerned about them for food. It's probably not nice that they were concerned enough to say, tell them to go away. Okay, tell them to go on their own. But he answered, you give them something to eat. So they came up with this brilliant idea. If you understand this principle in church, you'll love it. But it's uh, uh, your vision, your burden. So if you ever go to church and you go, they should have this kind of Sunday school or they should have this kind of class. Hey, God gave that to you for a reason. Here's the button. That's what I used to say as a pastor. People would say, you guys should have this. I'd say, well, your vision, your burden. And then that becomes their responsibility. And then they didn't like that and they wouldn't do that. Here's the bottom line. They thought they should go get some to eat. Jesus goes, your vision, your burden, you feed them. And they're like, how are we supposed to feed them? 200 denarii worth of bread. We couldn't even feed them. Oh, we don't have enough money. We don't have the capacity to feed them. We are what out of what resources? Can't do it. Not doable. So they said, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to go buy them that, that, that much worth of bread and just give it all to them to eat? And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, well, let's take out a loan. Jesus said, let's get extended credit. Let's do this. You know what he said? He goes, how many loaves do you have? He doesn't ask what they don't have. He asks what they do have. And many times we come before the Lord and we tell the Lord what we don't have. And he's like, yeah, but what do you have? And it's like, and we're like, but this is what I don't have, Lord. I don't have this or I don't have this. But Jesus says, well, what do you have? And he said, go, check it out. See 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 what's happening. When he found out, they said five and two fish. Now, here's the thing to to think about. We come before the Lord, and we feel like we fall short in a few things, and that we're maybe, ever heard this expression, a day late and a dollar short? God doesn't need your surplus to provide for everybody. He wants your faith so that he can use what you do have with your faith to do things that could never be done. I want you to hear that. He wants to use what you do have with your faith to do things that could never be done or that don't seem possible to be done. The disciples wanted to send the people away. They wanted them to buy stuff. Jesus said, you help. They said, how are we supposed to do that? Jesus said, what you got? It's not that they were supposed to be dishonest or weird or anything else. It's that they have to or we have to believe that God can take what we have and make more of it. Now, in this illustration, it's about feeding people. But what about the illustration for ministry? 
What about the illustration for Christian walking? What about the illustration for reflecting Jesus Christ? I, I don't really have all of those things necessary. I'm sorry, don't you have the Holy Spirit living in you? I'm sorry, when you say you don't have the capacity to do do this ministry because you're, you're not qualified, isn't the Lord with you? Aren't you in a partnership with God? We've got to be believing beyond what we see because if we only use faith by what we see, we're doing two things. We're sinning and because we're in direct disobedience because the Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. And then we're limiting ourselves with our engagement with God, which is also sin. So I guess in two senses, you're sinning or I'm sinning in both ways. We have to believe beyond what we see. We have to believe that God can do things beyond. And I know it's kind of weird to say, well, you know, man should, you know, or a woman, they should work, they should save up, they should do. There's no question that all of those principles are great. But there are times where we need to go, Lord, this is all I have. I need you to multiply it. You know this isn't the first time this happened in Scripture. It happened with Elijah. You know it happened in the past. You know God's a great multiplier. He brings water out of a rock. Can can we just just focus on how that God filtered out of a rock, out of a, a, a boulder? He watered an entire nation. What do you have? Well, I got this rock right here. Oh, perfect. Watch this. It outpours water. Hey, you know what? Just think about this from the most simplistic point of view. You're not supposed to get water out of a rock. I know, I know, I know. But but it doesn't come with a spigot. It doesn't come with a wind the hose here and screw over here. It and God takes a rock and goes, watch this. <laughs> There's water. And people are like going, yeah, that's nifty. <laughs> of course that's nifty. That's because God can take what you don't have or the dumb thing that you do have or the little that you have or the little that I have and make something of it. I happen to think that's true in radio. <laughs> I think he took a very idiotic, bizarre Jewish guy who never listens to anybody and is very rebellious. And he goes, let's make a radio show. And out of the rock came water. <laughs> wow, how'd you do that? Nifty. I can't do it, but it's pretty cool. All right. True or false, Mephibosheth was related to David. False, he was related to Saul and Jonathan. Not to David. Wrong guy. That's why that was a tricky question. See? Because I didn't say King David, but no. Mephibosheth, Johnny's kid. Just remember that. All right, we'll take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at 1,000 miles an hour into space. Once there... You can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts, and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. 
What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the board. Every once in a while when I do the uh, radio hosting, I have this wonderful opportunity to talk to people that influence the church, that are a blessing to the church. Today is no different. I am honored and blessed, by the way, to have the opportunity to talk with Pastor Robert Morris. He is the founding and lead pastor of Gateway Church. He's a best-selling author. He's written some excellent material, but he has a new book out, which has the greatest title ever next to the Bible. The, the new book is called Take the Day Off. Please. That's all I ask for. The book is entitled Take the Day Off, Receiving God's Gift of Rest. Pastor Marshall, you're there with us. I am, David, and it is so good to talk with you today. I do want to let you know before we get going uh, that I was actually introduced to you by somebody at your church about a year ago. I was at a place called Inigen. And uh, somebody named Robert, who went to your church, he gave me your book, uh, you know, Beyond Blessed. And I had not uh, actually had the chance to engage on any of your material yet. I read that. It was a really timely book, which was really cool. Oh, and th- then I was able to go and get your book on the Holy Spirit, which I thought was one of the best pneumatology well, books that I've read in eight in a long time. So just so that <laughs> you know, you. I really appreciate thank that. Thank you. I, I, I've, uh, I actually I came from a Baptist background. And um, and so I've actually had I have some friends that are uh, Dallas Theological Seminary. I have some friends that are Church of Christ, and I have some friends that you know just come from all sorts of different backgrounds that are not quote unquote Pentecostal charismatic. And again, that's not my background either. I went to Crystal right there in Dallas and to East Texas Baptist College before that. But anyway, I've had so many guys tell me that they really appreciated um, that book on the Holy Spirit, um, and they may not even agree with everything in it, but they appreciated the sensitivity and the way I handled the, yeah. the person of the Holy Spirit. You know, you so. did, it was a great job. I mean, I was born and raised Jewish. I became a Christian. I'm oh, a, I, I have a Baptist and a Pentecostal ordination. And <laughs> Baptist-costal. Just, yeah, so I'm a, I'm a Baptist. I'm a Calminian, and I'm a manifold millennialist. So <laughs> anytime you <laughs> want to sit great. there and talk about diversity, I'm there for you. The David Spoon Experience. Sometimes all Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Okay, here we go. This is not all that difficult, and we had it before, but it's important for people to know the sequence of events. Like, it's kind of an important thing. So that's why you think, well, why do you do these? And they're kind of like just said the same way, but different angle. That's exactly how Jesus taught so that we would start to get it. What was the name of the prophet who confronted David after his adulterous affair? What was the name of the prophet who confronted David on his adulterous affair? If you think you know the answer, you can. What? Call in 972 Four four five zero seven seven zero. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at org. 
So I do that with that kind of draw at the end of each one. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I got to work on that. And then uh, the other thing we want you to do uh, is uh, you can answer the trivia that way. We also want to send you to the site. We also often do this twice in a show. And the reason we send you the site is because uh, there's cool things on the site. If you go to the little hamburger at the top right, you'll see all the different links. There's about 23 of them. And there's more coming. So, I mean, there's more stuff that's going to be there. Plus, it's a great place to put prayer requests and requests. I can speak. Prayer requests and praise reports. Anyway, and also a place to give. And that, of course, is important to us as well. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. That's just the best. <laughs> Sorry, that's so funny. That could be one of the funniest plays that we have. Uh, okay, we have somebody calling in in regards to the trivia and or the uh, uh, prayer request. Hold on one sec. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Joy Ann. Hi, Joy Ann. I, I love your show. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. It's so nice of you to say that. I really do appreciate it. And congratulations on three years. What a wonderful accomplishment. And the past two and a half years, we have just relished every bit of it, and we try to schedule our day around that one and a half hour. Wow, <laughs> that's very, very nice of you. It's been, I was thinking, because I'm, uh, uh, I'm 60, it's been 5% of my life. It's like, wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> Well, what a powerful 5%. Keep going. <laughs> and you're you're youthful. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You're a youngster. <laughs> That's yes, so nice are. of you to say. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> what can, are you going to answer the trivia? and then? Do yeah, you, okay. yeah. Actually, I do. I have a, an answer to the trivia and a quick prayer request. Can sure. I fit both in? Absolutely. Okay, thank you. All right, name of the prophet who confronted David after his adulterous affair. Oh, that was the very courageous and obedient Nathan. That is correct! You are right! (laughs) That is Nathan! That is very powerful. It's like, hey, you're the—and I still love the King James. Thou art the man. I mean, that's like Thou art the man. (laughs) so good! Okay, what what else you got going on? it kind of relates to my prayer request because I, you know, that King David scenario. It seems to maybe be going on in my marriage. Okay. So I've written a letter to my husband, kind of based on uh, Dr. James Dobson's great book, uh, "Love Must Be Tough," and I'm um, I'm getting ready to deliver the letter today. So would you pray over that that the, the Holy Spirit would work? Yeah, let's do that together. Thank let's pray. You. Father, we come before you right now, and it's amazing. It's so amazing that we just talked about that you can use things that we have, not even what we don't have, but what we do have, even if they don't seem like they would be life changers. And we're going to ask you to do that very thing, and we pray that it would be your Holy Spirit that moves upon uh, Joy's husband standing that he would know that there's something there from you. I know he's got a lot of doubt, a lot of uh, confusion, and a lot of conviction, and we're asking that you would 
bring to the surface by the power of the Holy Spirit, grace, peace, and wisdom. And if this letter can do anything, we're going to ask you to make it bring peace and grace for joy and her heart. That's what we're going to ask. Plus every other cool thing you want to do through it. We ask you to, and nobody can anoint it. Lord, nobody can touch it. Nobody can bring water out of a rock except for you. And so we ask you to do that very thing on this very simple piece of paper that it would be life-altering and that you would grant joy and favor and graciousness in the process. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen, David. Thank you so much, and I'll keep you all posted. I, I just feel the love from you all, and, the, you know, it just means a lot to me that y'all care so much, so... My prayers for everyone of the audience and for dear you and Noel. I appreciate that. You're, you're just thanks, wonderful. Thanks, we love David. you. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. So this is actually a really amazing, because I was trying to find, well, what's the right spot to talk about this? And so I want to talk about this right here at this spot, because one of the things that has happened, one of the things that I've been praying for, so we're going off script, which is like, whoa, we should put a shock there, Well, is... When I pray for the radio audience, I actually I pray for all of us that we would be a Christian community, a Christian family. I don't pray that this would be your church. I know you guys think that you know, for to some degree I should think that, but I don't. Uh, I think it should be a part of your fellowship. I think it should be a part of your journey, a part of the walk. That That's how I see it. That's how I look at it. And I want it to be an encouraging part. With that said, you know, what I do have is a lot of people asking, you know, how close to the line can you go to, you know, to talking about uh, politics and to uh, getting involved in some of the other things that are going on around us. And then most people will note that I do a lot of diverting or I direct a lot of our uh, processes back into Scripture, back into Kingdom Principles, and I, I tend to stand in that more than not, more than not doing that. And then every once in a while you'll hear, you'll hear a fill, and in the fill you'll hear— you know, very political <laughs> statements and things like that. So here's, I just want to explain it so you know what's going on, so it kind of helps you understand. So when I was in San Diego, uh, the David Spoon experience was uh, a, a, a business, a ministry, plus an extension of the Salem Media Corporation. In Salem Media, they're, they're, they're half ministry-oriented and then half politically-oriented. Okay, so my job was to do my best to cut the line between the two of those, and I would often do that. And ironically, this is one of the worst things that the, uh, most people thought about. Is I would take the the talking points that would come from the Salem side of things, and I would actually kind of rip them up to to try and make things a little more balanced. I know that sounds ridiculous, but as you as you read certain things, you go, "That's just dumb." It's just like some things are just dumb. And I would say that, and uh, that never cost me anything. People thought it was kind of funny because it's just a little more balanced than that. That's what I did in San Diego, okay? And that worked out fine. That was good there. When I started off here in Texas, I started to do a little bit of that. But then I, I came to realize as I was doing it, while I will make comments from time to time, and I am highly aware of everything that's going on on both political sides, and in fact— uh, there's multiple political sides. Every time I go to do it, 
and to go in that direction, it seems as though the air comes out of the sails. I, I cannot explain it any other way other than once I do a segment, I know it's right and I know it's uh, biblically, you know, positioned correct and so on and so forth. But it's either the motive is wrong or I'm just not in the right heart or the right spirit to do it. And I'm not saying that to say, oh, I do this perfectly. In fact, it's the exact opposite of what I'm telling you. I do this so badly that if I step into it, I step in it. And then that's the problem. I'm not doing this out of uh, wisdom. When I step into it, I get mad like everybody else. I get angry, and that comes through, and that then produces less than the kingdom results that I really would like to produce. And I don't know if that makes sense or not, but what I'm trying to say to you is, Hearing Joanne call in and then ask for prayer, hearing that type of thing and knowing what's going on in her life, that's more valuable because that's where Christianity is real. Picking a side, first of all, anybody thinking that God's not involved and in who's leading the world just doesn't know anything about Scripture. So there's nothing, I can't ever say anything about that. So you either have the Scriptures your authority or it's not. And if it is, you know, God's he knows exactly what's going on. But in the meantime, we have this command that we're to love God, love our neighbor, and then love one another, which is the third command. That's why it's a new command in John 13. And we get to do that on the show. And, and that's doing what the Lord wants us to do. If the Lord puts it in my heart or moves me or changes me to go a little bit more in the political direction, I will. And there are times where I have, but it's limited and it's tight because advancing the kingdom of God is more important than getting caught up in segment arguments that don't always prove to be right or wrong. Here's why I say that. There's a lot of truth in all the camps, but there's only one camp that's all true, and that's the kingdom of God. And that's why I'd rather go from there than anywhere else. Okay? Does that make sense? Great. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn 
and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. It only takes a minute. We're just joining our faith really together, believing that God's graciousness is here for this. Father, we come before you and we ask you in the name of Jesus, with help from the Holy Spirit, that you would touch in our audience those people who are physically hurting. There are some where their pain is really intense on a regular basis. It's just very, very draining. And we ask that you would give them strength and you would renew them and you would empower them. But most of all, that you would heal them and you would touch their physical bodies. And even if it can only be for a short period by your determination, we ask that that would come for them and they would get that relief. And for those that are just drawing closer to you, that there would be some great sense of comfort, some great sense of wisdom and trust. But heal those who are hurting from the smallest item to the deepest and most serious element. Nothing escapes your notice. So minister to those people by your grace and by your mercy, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here you go for your last trivia question of today. Which of David's wives had once been married to Nabal? Okay, remember Nabal means fool for those that don't remember that. Which of David's wives had once been married to Nabal? Okay. I can give you a hint, but I can't do it yet. <laughs> you, need a, you need a little work time on that, don't you? Right? So, I mean, then you would see what you would do is if you go into your concordance, you would look up the word Nabal, N-A-B-A-L, and then you could backtrack it that way. That's That's definitely one way to go about that. So... That is the question that we're trying to define. Now, I do want you to know that, you know, me sharing, I'm going to do this throughout this whole week, just sharing little bits and pieces like I just did. And I want you to know that some of the people that like, share with me, now, one of my best buddies in the, in the whole show is Eric. I love Eric. And he, he's very, he's got such a great gift of encouragement. And I always, he gives me a nice compliment. And I'm like, eh, because I'm, you know. Dopey, I guess. I don't know. So same thing I did with my wife. I give my wife a compliment. She goes, oh, that's not true. And I'm like, can you not learn to take a compliment? And I figured out that she's pretty much learned that from me more than <laughs> well, she has. You see, remember, I'm my biggest fan but my worst critic. So you got to remember that that works in tandem. Uh, we do have somebody that is – so anyway, thank you, Eric. I should have been just said thank you and just let – instead I wrote, eh. Yeah, I know how to spell eh. It's Yiddish. E-H-H-H. Anyway, uh, somebody ready to answer a trivia question? Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Brother Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. How are you? I'm hanging in there, buddy. I'm, uh, I've am I've been on uh, hydrocodone pills for 25 years, and I, I've stopped cold, cold stopped 
Uh, with the Lord's help, I've been nine days clean, so uh, I'm doing good right now. <laughs> all right. Well, with the Lord's help, that's anything and everything in all of life comes down to with the Lord's help, right? I mean, that's it. Amen. That's all, That's what it takes. All right. Which of David's wives had once been married to Nabal? Uh, I'm thinking Abigail. That is correct, sir. You are right. Excellent job. Excellent. That's a really, really good, really good pull. So her husband's name meant fool, which was like, okay. <laughs> it's like, uh, which which a little bit tells you maybe Abigail, maybe she was young when she married or just didn't get it. But, you know, good call moving yeah. on, you know. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying. Amen. Excellent yeah, job. Deal yep. Yeah. Very, very good, brother. That's a tough one, too. So I'm really glad that you called in and did that. That's great. Bell, the bell, bells are ringing, and uh, there's a marriage coming. So, there you go. Amen, <laughs> brother. And that trumpet, boy, those I, I think they're getting their fingers ready on the little trumpet, getting ready to go. Doo, doo, doo. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> there you go. That sounds good. Thank you, you and Chris. Bless you, boys, with good health and wealth in Jesus' blood and name. Amen. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Great job, brother. All right. Bless you. You too. You. Bye-bye. All right. We are going to do history. Because, <clears throat> well, there's one reason why, so just <laughs> play the history and then we'll go from there. Let's go let's in the past. Let's go in the past. All right, so there's two reasons why. Well, here's this this is neither of them. It's National Sing Out Day. Oh, that's probably not good for me. Stay away from that. National Bavarian Crepes Day. All day long. I mean, I'm for I'm Bavarian Crepes. You gotta be kidding. And then it's National Goof Off Day, which is like the whole show. So I mean, how does that it's like they should just say it's the David Spoon Experience Day. It's National Goof Off Day. Uh 1894, first playoff game for hockey's Stanley Cup. Uh was played on this day in 1894. For 1895, a year later, first public showing of a motion picture on a screen took place a year after that. Oh. In 1960, the laser was invented. Ah. And then, uh, this is just funny, so don't get upset. But on this day in 2233, see, not 2233, see, that's not March 22nd, James T. Kirk. Fictional character, fictional Captain Kirk of the USS Enterprise was said to be born on this day in 2232. Yeah, right? Okay. All right. Soon then, huh? What's that? Soon then, huh? Yeah. What is that like? What is that? That's a long, what is it? 22. What are we at? We're at 2022. 230. That's a long time from now. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, okay, we got that covered. We got that covered. I will say, and then Roger again asked a good question because I don't do a ton uh, on on prophecy in one school of thought. I do prophecy in all three schools of thought, which is why it takes so long. But we will cover at some point, as the Lord allows us, the book of Revelation, which you will hear things you've never heard before and think, wow, I didn't see that. Wow, I didn't think about that. I will tell you the one thing, just to give you an idea how far off people can be in the book of Revelation. Remember, it talks about the twelve, the the 144,000. It says 12,000 from this tribe, 12,000 from this tribe, 12,000 from this tribe, 12,000 from this tribe. So that's the number that John heard 
But then when he looked, he saw a multitude of an enormous size, bigger than anything he'd imagined. And so one thing is what he heard. Another thing is what he saw. That's just one little hint. <laughs> That's how the whole book is. <laughs> Just in case you're wondering, I just want to let you know. All right. Uh, I want to do this last thing on parenting because sometimes I'm a lousy parent, so that's how that goes. Uh, so I try to do better. So here I want you to hear what I'm going to say. And, and this is not to pick on anybody except maybe even more so myself. Uh, Mark 6, 22 through 24. When Herodias' daughter came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, ask me for whatever you wish, and I will give it to you. As he vowed to her, whatever you ask me, I will give it to you up to half my kingdom. And she went out and said to her mother, for what should I ask? And her mother said, the head of John the Baptist. Okay? Now, I just want you to follow this as parents and as spiritual parents and everything else. The mom held a grudge against John. Okay? The daughter, listen to this, has a life-changing opportunity put in front of her. Back then, what people, what parents thought even had much more great influence than it does now, but the mom responded with selfish actions, and the mom brought the daughter into her sin. Let's just listen to this. It's like you're like, wait, wait, wait. No, no, listen. The king, okay, was all like excited. <sighs> Got my dandruff. <sighs> and he's like, I'll give you whatever you want, up to half your kingdom. Now, just from a practical point of view, wouldn't you go, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take half your kingdom. It's fantastic. Uh, make sure that I get the nice half. I mean, there should have been something. She has this life-changing opportunity. The mom is so engrossed in her bitterness Ah, uh, see, ah. Uh. That instead of looking out for her daughter's interest, she's trying to appease this sickness that's in her. And by doing that, she asked the daughter to take a self. I mean, I, I'm just surprised there's not more dialogue. I know there's not, but I'm surprised there's not more dialogue where, where the daughter goes, really? <laughs> <laughs> at this point, but the mom brings the daughter into her sin, into her sickness. And that motive was to satisfy a fleshly desire. This is what happens when couples, Christian couples, who get divorced and then their father and the mother are opposed to each other and they try to poison their kid, the kids about the other spouse. It's like it's ridiculous. But the big issue about a terrible parent is this. Okay, because there's a lot of that bitterness that does go on. A lost life of opportunity for the child because of a selfish parent. That. That is important. And what the mom wanted was revenge because she deserved it because John the Baptist said something nasty about her breaking up marriage and ruining and defiling the laws of God. And it's just like, and that bitterness went with that woman into her family, and that bitterness went not just into the family, but then it destroyed the opportunity for that girl. If we want to be good parents, it's not always about the transference of money. We, we do a lot of that because our perspective is when we talk about laying up uh, uh, for the children, we, we always in our 
lives think of it as money. I mean, it's just like I think it's like the American kind of way that we are raised and we think. Okay, but any opportunity that the parent can provide to help the child would qualify. And bad parenting is using those opportunities for our own bitterness or selfishness and not actually thinking of the well-being of the child. And you think, well, Dave, that's just like parenting advice. I know. And it's right there in the gospel. And whether you're a parent who's done that and needs to ask for forgiveness or at least repent, or you're getting to be a parent or you're learning to be a parent or you're on your way, it doesn't even matter. You don't want to have that kind of attitude in the house. You don't hold a grudge. You don't waste your your child's opportunity because of selfish reasons. You don't bring them into your sin. You don't let your fleshly fleshly desires motivate these opportunities, and you don't lose the opportunity because you're bitter. That's just being a lousy parent, period. Wow, where'd that come from? I didn't say I don't give parenting advice. I didn't say I was brilliant at it. I just know it's right, okay? And I think most of you know it's right, too. So let's leave it there. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll be back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Just as I am, he reached down and saved me. Just my freedom at the cost of The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.